Hillsdale is a truly independent institution where learning is prized and intellectual enthusiasm is valued. Thank you for listening and my sincere appreciation to Hillsdale for their sponsorship. He's here. He's here. Now broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Eight seven seven three eight one three eight one one eight seven seven three eight one three eight one one. I hope you'll stick with me as I lace various issues together, any of which are really not top of news on cable and network news and other places, but it's very important. One hundred and twenty years ago, the most powerful country on the face of the earth was Great Britain used to be said that the sun never set on the British Empire. Britain, even though it has nukes and is a wonderful country, is now a second-tier superpower. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to tell you something. This is going to upset you. It upsets me. And I think this is what is giving you sleepless nights and a lot of frustration, anger, and concern. I love this country, and you love this country. But I'm not going to be a Pollyanna. Because if we're Pollyannas, and we're not serious, we're going to lose this country. America is beginning a decline. In so many respects. America is beginning a decline... The greater power the Democrat Party and the left get, the greater and the faster the decline. You've heard me talk here many times, and on Levin TV many times, about a two-front war that we're fighting now. The war internally in the United States, and with China, effectively. China's on the ascendancy. We've talked about this many times over the years. We're in a descendancy. Now let's start with the basics. The hostility towards our economic system has reached a fever pitch. Our economic system, not government, not redistribution of wealth, not taxation, not regulation, not bureaucracies, 
our economic system has created the greatest amount of wealth for the greatest number of people of any economic system ever devised by man. You know why? Because nobody devised free markets and capitalism. It just happened. It's natural. And why did it just happen? Why is it natural? Because it best reflects human nature. Human needs and wants. That's why private property rights and respect for people and their income and their success is so important. That's how we have economic progress. That's how you have growth. That's how you create opportunity and wealth for more people. Fewer and fewer people making decisions, making decisions about their own lives, not everybody else's life, as opposed to more and more centralized decisions being made by politicians and bureaucrats and people that really cannot possibly have all the knowledge they need to make these decisions and have almost no experience in that which they're regulating and taxing. And that kind of ignorance is what socialism and Marxism is based on. It's an abstraction, a deadly abstraction, an impoverishing abstraction. Our kids are not taught about capitalism in our schools. They're not taught about our economic system. They're taught to hate it. They're taught about Marxism, so-called progressivism, at every level of education. And what about our laws and our Constitution? Not only are they demeaned and disparaged in the classroom, they're demeaned and they're disparaged by judges, by politicians, by other public officials. You're seeing a level of lawlessness in Democrat-controlled cities and states that we've never seen before in the United States of America. Whether it's Democrat-controlled courts, legislatures, governors, they're exercising power now that a year ago, just a year ago, you would never have imagined. Ever. They're trouncing all over the Bill of Rights and even beyond the Bill of Rights. And their rules are nonsensical. They're cherry-picking who they apply against and what they apply against. And over and over again, you can see the people who are imposing them live by a completely different standard. They're destroying private property rights. They're destroying families. They're destroying neighborhoods. They're destroying lives. And they tell you it's your duty to self-destruct. It's your duty to go broke. It's your duty to go on welfare. It's your duty to take a handout. And those who resist are to be crushed. Now you, uh, you look beyond that. You look at this election. People are talking about systemic fraud. I believe there is systemic fraud. But even worse... There's systemic lawlessness. Systemic lawlessness, particularly by Democrat state courts, 
federal courts as well, Democrat governors, Democrat legislatures, Democrat secretaries of states, and Democrat bureaucrats who are destroying the safety valves and the protections that have been in place for God knows how long in every state to ensure that the purpose that the person who is voting is the person who is supposed to vote. You're not supposed to make it easy for people to vote. You're supposed to make it possible for people to vote as long as they go through certain requirements like everything else. With deadlines, with signatures, with identification. That's not asking too much. That's asking very little. In order to protect the franchise for the rest of the people. And yet we have a Democrat party that has as its purpose the destruction of the franchise while it claims to support the franchise. This is what they do with the Constitution and liberty. They destroy the Constitution while claiming to defend it. They destroy liberty while claiming to defend it. And of course they do it in the name of the people. We are heading towards the downside of the mountain. The American decline. That's why many of you and some of us are fighting still on this election front. Among other places. And you see, because it's been announced, proudly declared, that if the Democrats take the Senate by a bare majority, if they have 51 seats in the Senate, worse yet, they can't get 51 seats in the Senate. If they have 50 seats in the Senate as a result of this Georgia election, and Kamala Harris is the Senate uh, President pro tem voting to break the tie, 51 to 50, they have a mere, a meager majority in the House, and they have a man in the White House whose presidency is under serious question should he be eventually sworn in. And they will use, they will use the, the thinnest of majorities that they have to change the whole government. We've never seen anything like this before. The Speaker of the House talks about changing the entire judiciary. The minority leader in the Senate talks about changing the entire Supreme Court, changing the legislative processes, changing the Electoral College so so big swaths of America are not represented in Washington, D.C., ever. And they're supported by Barack Obama, and they're supported by Joe Biden. This is the Democrat Party, which has much in common throughout its history throughout its history, has much in common with tyrannical parties in different governments and with different ideologies. We have four Supreme Court justices who have now voted twice to eviscerate the First Amendment. In two respects, actually. To eviscerate religious liberty and freedom of assembly. Just follow the scientists, they tell us. Follow the scientists. 
Is that what the framers of the Constitution would say? Is that what the the ratifiers in the states would have said? Follow the scientists? These are God-given liberties. These are unalienable rights. Now, there can be some balance. But there's no balance now. None whatsoever. Tell me, what are the limits of these governors and these mayors? What are they? Where are they? Where can we find them? Nowhere. They have seized power, and they are in no mood to surrender it. They have seized power, and worse yet, they're aggressively expanding it. In the name of health, of course. Even though the mortality rate from this virus, quite frankly, is minuscule. Every life matters. Don't ask the, uh, it's a choice to kill your baby crowd, because for them, obviously, it doesn't. But it does for us. But when it comes to pandemics and it comes to the mortality rate, the mortality rate in this case is is minuscule. Now the nation, we're walking around with masks. We're social distancing, a new phrase we never heard of before. You go into a store, they have these, these places where you can stand as if you're an idiot, six feet apart. We have all the hand sanitizers. All of us are trying to follow the rules. But when it comes to life and death, when it comes to whether you survive or not, when it comes to losing everything you've worked for, when it comes to losing your job, and then they say, yes, yes, do that. It's the religious, excuse me, it's the patriotic thing to do. Remember World War I. Remember the Korean War. Remember World War II. What? What are they talking about? They've all but destroyed law enforcement in the inner cities. All but destroyed law enforcement in the inner cities. We have a massive movement of people in this country, and it's not even being noticed. It's not even being reported on. You have, over the course of this year, a million or two million people picking up their stakes and leaving certain cities in certain states for other cities in other states. It's like a great migration taking place in our country. It's a great migration. People are fleeing to freer states. They're fleeing to Texas. They're fleeing to Tennessee. They're fleeing to Florida. They're fleeing to other states. They can't get out of California and New York and New Jersey and these other states fast enough. These aren't governments of the people, by the people and for the people. And Joe Biden and the Democrat Party intend to impose exactly the same thing on the entirety of the country. And in order to do that, they have no intention of operating within the four corners of the law or the Constitution. They seek to change the four corners the way they did it in state after state after state during this election. Look at our schools, they're a disaster. We're still pouring hundreds and hundreds of billions of dollars into these schools, and our kids aren't even in these schools, or they're barely in these schools. Kids in fifth grade have a fourth grade now education. Kids in fourth grade have a third grade education. The lack of socializing, the psychological impact, the health impact. We've built this massive infrastructure. We've been told public education, don't defund it, pay the teachers. And look, at the snap of a finger, they shut it down. 
I'll be right back. Mark Levin. As we enter the Christmas season, most of us stop to consider our many blessings. Well, Hillsdale College wishes to thank you for standing with them as they celebrate over 175 years of blessings. Since 1844, Hillsdale has held fast to its mission to provide the kind of education essential to preserving free government. And for decades, the college has extended its educational mission on behalf of liberty through a variety of outreach programs. Perhaps you receive in Primus for free every month or have taken one of Hillsdale's excellent free online courses or have attended one of Hillsdale's free regional events. Now, you know of Hillsdale's refusal to take even one penny of government money. This independence allows the college to focus on promoting promoting its core purposes, learning, character, faith, and freedom, without any government interference. At no time in our nation's history has there been a greater need for the kind of classical liberal arts education that Hillsdale offers on its campus and nationwide. So during this season of blessings, Hillsdale thanks you for your partnership in extending its mission to the country. To learn more about Hillsdale College, visit levinforhillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. levinforhillsdale.com. Give this media Democrat Party alliance, and it is a vile alliance. It disarms the American people of actual information they need to have. And um, I think the alliance between the Democrat Party and the media today can be compared to the alliance of the Democrat Party and the media during Franklin Roosevelt's administration. And what happened then? What happened then? Tell me, did the media report much about the rise of the Third Reich and Adolf Hitler? No. Did the media report about the Nazis and the, uh, and the vast genocide that they were implementing? No. Franklin Roosevelt didn't want them to. Did our media report widely about the Interment of 120,000 Japanese Americans and Americans of Japanese. No, no, it was all necessary, they thought. The massive regulations, the massive redistribution of wealth, the illegal use of the FBI and the IRS against FDR's opponents. No. What do you see happening today with the media and Joe Biden and the Democrat Party? You see exactly the same thing. Exactly the same thing. And that means we're in serious danger. I've got a lot more to say. I'll be right back. As we enter the Christmas season, most of us stop to consider our many blessings. Well, Hillsdale College wishes to thank you for standing with them as they celebrate over 175 years of blessings. Since 1844, Hillsdale has held fast to its mission to provide the kind of education essential to preserving free government. And for decades, the college has extended its educational mission on behalf of liberty through a variety of outreach programs. Perhaps you receive in Primus for free every month or have taken one of Hillsdale's excellent free online courses or have attended one of Hillsdale's free regional events. Now, you know of Hillsdale's refusal to take even one penny of government money. This independence allows the college to focus on promoting promoting its core purposes, learning, character, faith, and freedom, without any government interference. At no time in our nation's history has there been a greater need for the kind of classical liberal arts education that Hillsdale offers on its campus and nationwide. So during this season of blessings, Hillsdale thanks you for your partnership in extending its mission 
into the country. To learn more about Hillsdale College, visit levinforhillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. levinforhillsdale.com. Nobody says it better than Mark Levin. I'll go with what Mark Levin said, because nobody could say it better. Call in now at 877-381-3811. That man right there, the President of the United States, Donald Trump, he understood all this. Instinctively. Instinctively, he understood all this. Yet he came under attack, and still does, by the never-Trumpers, by what I call pseudo-conservatives who are so obsessed with their own hate, who are so obsessed with their own narrative, with their own appearances in their own social circles and by the news media. They've missed the big picture. And they're still missing the big picture. It's a disgrace. When I hear Joe Biden said, hey, people sacrificed World War I, World War II, Joe Biden has never sacrificed. His son Bo did, but he hasn't. When you look at our cities, ladies and gentlemen, when you look at our institutions under attack, economic institution, governing institution, they're hollowing out America. That's what they're doing. War? War on energy? The communist Chinese are laughing. They can't believe how stupid we are. You're going to unilaterally become energy dependent? We're going to follow John Kerry, who doesn't know a thing about oil except what he puts in his own hair? Seriously? We've reached a point, we've reached a pinnacle, where we're self-sufficient in energy, something that we've tried to do for half a century, and now we're going to unilaterally destroy ourselves? Anthony Fauci? Anthony Fauci's not Einstein. Who the hell is this guy? He's been in the bureaucracy his entire life. His entire life. He loves Joe Biden. He loves Hillary Clinton. He's a liberal Democrat. He's an authoritarian. That's what he is. Look around you. We have what I'll call scientific fascism taking place. And the autocrats who look for excuses to impose their will have found one. As they live differently. They have no intention of living like us. Ever. Ever. We've exactly... God forbid if he's president, Biden is administration, exactly the wrong people in positions of power to confront China. Exactly the wrong people. While China is on the ascendancy and we're on the decline. Exactly the wrong people who continue to want to hollow out our country. To redistribute power and wealth from the private sector to Washington, D.C. Who believe in quote-unquote globalism. I don't even know what that means, globalism. What happened to Americanism? I'm not opposed to international relations. But I am opposed to surrendering American sovereignty. I wrote it way back in Liberty and Tyranny. And Donald Trump was confronting China economically, militarily, and in every other way. And yet these pseudo-conservatives... They just disgust me. 
Look at this, the National Pulse. Biden camp refuses to rebuke China for U.S. intel report revealing influence campaign targeting transition. There's not even any talk about this. No talk whatsoever. No concerns on Capitol Hill. Adam Schiff has crawled back into a slimy hole. Washington Examiner. Joe Biden's national security picks are great news for China. They're all China appeasers. Free Beacon. Biden education lead. That is the person likely to be education secretary. Chinese Communist Party has done magical work in education. Empowered educators, how high-performing systems shape teaching quality around the world. She explained the centrality of the teacher to Chinese students' lives. And then, of course, there's Joe Biden himself. A lifetime of appeasing the communist Chinese. And his familial corruption is beyond belief. But no, 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 we're not going to report on that. Exactly the wrong man. Exactly the wrong people. At exactly the wrong time in American history. I fear for us. I really do. 1,000 Chinese researchers, 1,000 plus Chinese researchers have left the United States amid tech theft crackdown. That is cracked down by the Trump administration. 1,000. They're the enemy. They've infiltrated our society. They've stolen our technology. They're building up their military where it'll be second to none. While we have Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer and, like, and possibly Joe Biden. Are you kidding me? And we have these, these lousy generals in these positions. We had Mattis and the rest of them. China just took Hong Kong. Two blinks and it's gone. They intend to take Taiwan. They're threatening Japan. They're threatening Vietnam. They're threatening the Philippines. They put up these fake islands. No, don't worry. We're just using them because, you know, we're setting up a club. You know, like the ones you see on TV with the couples. Yeah, we're just setting up a club, like militarizing the South China Sea. Where five to six trillion dollars in goods flow. Every year. Take over the South China Sea, you control the Pacific. And then these so-called intelligentsia, which is typically pretty damn stupid. Like this clown Thomas Friedman. This clown Thomas Friedman has had a free ride for a long, long time. They've been handing him Pulitzer Prizes like popcorn. But that's okay. Walter Durant, got a Pulitzer Prize, too, over 100 years ago, and he was Stalin's mouthpiece. And he wrote for the same pathetic, disgusting newspaper, the New York Times. Our friends at the Media Research Center, and they listen to this clown. Thomas Friedman, again, praises communist China for getting things done. And that's why they don't oppose destroying the Supreme Court. Of course, John Roberts is destroying it for them, but you get my point. Or destroying the filibuster rule, or packing the Senate, or destroying the... We just want to get things done. Now, they really don't want to get things done 
They want to impose their will on us. Columnist Thomas Friedman again showed a disturbing affection for China's dictatorship, attacking Republican stubbornness on health care and climate change legislation a few years back. Friedman pleads for enlightened autocrats able to get things accomplished against the will of the people for their own good. One-party autocracy certainly has its drawbacks, he wrote back in 2009, but when it's led by a reasonably enlightened group of people as China is today, it can also have great advantages. This buffoon was talking about Xi, who's rounded up two million Uyghurs, a.k.a. Muslims. And I hear nothing from the Muslim community in this country, nothing from the Muslim community around the world, nothing. That one party can just impose the politically difficult but critically important policies needed to move a society forward in the 21st century. And that's what they want. They want a Democrat party modeled on an autocratic party. This is what I keep telling you. Says our one-party democracy is worse. The fact is, on both the energy, climate legislation, and health care legislation, only the Democrats are really playing, and he goes on. That's what he means by globalism, I guess. Shocking. And this view is held in major newsrooms all over the country. All over the country. And the pseudo-conservatives and never-Trumpers, what are they doing? They attack the President of the United States. Who has actually been doing a lot to confront communist China, Islamo-Nazi Iran, They talk about, look at this, he's surrendering here, he's surrendering there. He's confronting the real and the big issues we have internationally. And you'll see the opposite, God forbid, if Biden's in there. Sure, sure, sure. Afghanistan and all the rest of it, he'll be big on that. But when it comes to China, he'll fold like a cheap chair. When it comes to Iran, he intends to fund them, actually fund them. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. As we enter the Christmas season, most of us stop to consider our many blessings. Well, Hillsdale College wishes to thank you for standing with them as they celebrate over 175 years of blessings. Since 1844, Hillsdale has held fast to its mission to provide the kind of education essential to preserving free government. And for decades, the college has extended its educational mission on behalf of liberty through a variety of outreach programs. Perhaps you receive in Primus for free every month or have taken one of Hillsdale's excellent free online courses or have attended one of Hillsdale's free regional events. Now, you know of Hillsdale's refusal to take even one penny of government money. This independence allows the college to focus on promoting its core purposes, learning, character, faith, and freedom, without any government interference. At no time in our nation's history has there been a greater need for the kind of classical liberal arts education that Hillsdale offers on its campus and nationwide. So during this season of blessings, Hillsdale thanks you for your partnership in extending its mission to the country. To learn more about Hillsdale College, visit levinforhillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com, levinforhillsdale.com. The uh, Director of National Intelligence is John Ratcliffe, and I want you to hear what he had to say yesterday on CBS, Catherine Herridge, who is a real journalist. 
It's only a minute, but it's something I think you need to listen to. Cut one, go. Talk about the earliest days of the pandemic. Does the intelligence show that the Chinese president made the call to minimize the threat of COVID-19? The intelligence shows that the Chinese Communist Party's senior leaders, including President Xi, were aware and lied to the rest of the world about what they knew and when they knew it about COVID-19. They made the conscious decision to shut down their economy, to shut down their country, travel in and out of Wuhan, where this originated, but they allowed travel from Wuhan to the rest of the world. They knew that, and they've taken advantage of that. What does the intelligence show about foreign efforts to steal COVID-19 vaccine research? Well, so that's, um, you know, adding insult to injury. It shows that uh, China is attempting to has been attempting to um, access um, our research into COVID-19. So the pandemic that was created by China's actions, um, they've attempted to steal our research. And I want you to remember that period of time when the president called it the China virus and people were calling it, me included, the Wuhan China virus, and they said that was racist. Because the Democrat Party and our media are defending communist China. And when they're not defending communist China, they're ignoring communist China. This is what I'm talking about, the decline of America. What's going on in our schools, what's going on in our entertainment world, Hollywood and so forth, what's happening on the Internet. Our news media are gone, as I wrote about an unfreedom of the press. And have talked about for years. The Democrat Party is a party that believes in autocracy. It always has. It's never really embraced Americanism. Tell me when and how. They run against America. Because obviously America is such a horrific place. It's such a racist place. It's such an unequal place. Only billionaires do well in America. And on and on and on. They talk out of one side of their mouth to certain people, and then they talk out of the other side of their mouth to other people. It's all about power. But they continue to tear down this magnificent country while the enemy is on the rise. China's the enemy. They're not an adversary, they're the enemy. They're ascending, and we're declining. I felt very strongly that the President of the United States, Donald Trump, was confronting this. He saw it. He called them out early on, and he's been dealing with it, whether it's economically or militarily, geopolitically. What did Biden do for eight years and Obama? Well, there's going to be more of the same. And unfortunately, four years and eight years of this, they're going to leave us behind in the dust. And you might say, Mark, how can you talk about America this way? I'm not talking about America this way. I'm talking about the people who seek to control the governing instrument, instrumentalities of this country that way. Look at these governors. Look at these mayors. Look at these school districts. Look at these school districts that are controlled by the, by the insane teachers union, which isn't even there to educate our kids. They're there to represent their employees. That's it. We have a, I have a, you know, I, I was starting to look with all these restaurants going. I went back and I looked. 
100,000 restaurants have closed in the last six months during the pandemic. 100,000 restaurants. And many of them are never going to open again. Many of them are never going to open again. And Joe Biden says you're not sacrificing enough, see? Remember World War I? Which I'm sure he doesn't. You're just not sacrificing enough. Come on, 100 days of masks. Just hunker down. Mr. Fauci will never give up his pension. He'll never give up his medical care, and he'll never give up his salary. I guarantee it. From the Westwood One Podcast Network. here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877 877-381-3811. 877-381-3811. One more. On this China issue, but this will be a uh, a constant on this program over the course of time. I don't mean by that every single day, but we're going to be focusing a lot on this. I've done a lot of Levin TV on the issue of China on the Fox News uh, channel. Re- you'll recall I took uh, the lead on this in many respects uh, when I began Life, Liberty, and Levin, and it's something I I want us to focus on because it's a big problem. Jake Tapper interviewed Joe Biden yesterday. It was disgusting. Jake Tapper was smiling the whole time, and everybody knows Jake Tapper has a permanent constipated look on his face, but no, he's a Biden guy. And let me tell you why he's a Biden guy. Jake Tapper grew up in the township right next to mine. He grew up in Abington. I grew up in Cheltenham. And he was always he, he was always he's a Democrat. He worked for Marjorie Margolis Mezvinsky. You may remember her. Worked for Handgun Control Inc. Um, and so Biden was the senator right next door. So he's a big Biden guy. The things he said about Trump were so outrageous. And now we know why because he was a lackey for Jeff Motherzucker. But Biden's asked about Trump's approach approach to China, and here's what he says. Cut three, go. The president's approach to China has been backwards. My concern from the beginning, I've spoke about it, and I met with Xi more times than anybody had up until the time we left office that I'm aware of, is to make it real clear to China. There are international rules that if you want to play by, we'll play with you. If you don't, we're not going to play. Number one. Number two. Now, let's not- just stop. What, what in the world does that let's stop? What in the world does that mean? This guy always talks in these platitudes. What in the world does that mean? And we all know that never happened. He met with Xi more than anybody else. So that's almost a confession. And what did we get? Militarized fake islands in the South China Sea. Stealing our technology. Stealing our technology. Undercutting our economy by constantly devaluing their currency. Constantly devaluing their currency. See, nobody wants to hold 
currency that's quote-unquote overvalued because you can buy less with it. So they would devalue their currency so they could buy more, effectively with less money. And they did that to undermine us. Go ahead. Punishing them for the COVID virus. It's about insisting that there be international norms that are established that they play by. Okay, that, again, I want you to remember the Third Reich. I want you to remember FDR insisting on international norms. Is that, is that what China is going to uh, care about? Is that what Iran cares about? I'm telling you, we're in trouble. In so many ways, but we're in trouble. And China, China knows how to manipulate this guy. Remember, they wanted this guy to be elected. And there won't be a single investigation into this. But they wanted Biden, and they're thrilled. Just like the Palestinians wanted Biden, they're thrilled. Just like the Cubans wanted Biden, they're thrilled. For all the talk about Trump coddling up the dictators, Trump did not coddle up the dictators. He dealt with them, and he tried to deal with them on a personal level. Biden is an appeaser. He's a Neville Chamberlain. And unfortunately, history repeats itself. And I want you to listen. I'm putting my marker down right now. It's not about me. I want you to listen. I'm putting my marker down right now. This is a turning point and not a good one. And if they win those two Senate seats, we're in deep jello. We really are. And I'm not even going to play any more of this. He doesn't, it's irrational. He's incoherent, but it doesn't matter. All right, I want to move on to a couple of other subjects. We only have three hours here. Something very interesting happening. I think the most important case right now in terms of the litigation in Pennsylvania is the case that was not brought by the Trump campaign. It's a case that was brought by Congressman Mike Kelly, by candidate Sean Parnell, and six other brave souls. And every night, I'm not going to go into the details, but I want to strongly, strongly encourage you to watch my Fox show on Sunday at 8 p.m. Eastern. You're, I know you're going to really want to watch this one. If you can't watch it, at least DVR it. I think we're very lucky. I hope we are. To have Associate Justice Alito as the lead justice in the, uh, in the states that, that, that include Pennsylvania. Because if you had some of these other justices, Roberts, uh, certainly any of the leftists, there would be no hope whatsoever. I'm hoping there is hope here. And what took place in Pennsylvania was an outrage. And the question is whether states can break their own laws, courts can violate their own rules, and whether together they can violate the federal United States Constitution in order to influence the outcome of a presidential election because they know that the Supreme Court's going to sit on its butt, collect a butt. Because they know the Supreme Court won't intercede. But I get the sense that Justice Alito's onto this. I get the sense that he's really looking at this. I hope I'm right. I don't know. But he's taken steps that suggest it. And what you'll hear by Ed Morrissey, a very bright guy, over at Hot Air and others is, now oh, wait a minute, wait, wait, wait a minute. We're in this safe harbor period, it's December 9th. If they don't issue a, a decision by December 9th, 
It's, it's pointless. It's useless. Now, of course, that's absurd. Even though the states, most of them will certify by then. Nobody knows what Sam Alito or the Supreme Court will do, but everybody knows how this works, I hope. That in the end, it's Congress that selects the President of the United States by counting the electors from the different states. That's the Electoral College process. In our history, not often, but from time to time, Congress has not accepted electors from certain states or they've been challenged from certain states. That's what I think is going on here. That doesn't mean Donald Trump's going to become president of the United States. It means this is a very serious and substantive constitutional issue. It has nothing to do with the safe harbor. Nothing. Nor is the Supreme Court bound by the safe harbor either. So our friend Professor William Jacobson over at Legal Insurrection, he's taken another look at this, second look. He says, Pennsylvania, don't assume Alito giving up until 12-9 to respond to emergency application means he's letting it die on the vine. On December 1, 2020, he says, we covered an emergency application for injunctive relief, sought to halt any further actions by Pennsylvania to certify the election. Another emergency application, substantially similar, was filed yesterday, December 3rd. That made no sense to me. Why would they file twice? Well, I knew why they filed twice. Because they wanted to, to dot their I's and cross their T's. And they went back to the state Supreme Court for, for uh, basically reconsideration as a procedural matter. And within seconds, it seems, the state Supreme Court denied it. In other words, they sought a stay so they could appeal to the Supreme Court, and that court denied it. That's how corrupt intellectually and politically that court is. No, 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 we're not staying it. So the court did as expected, the state Supreme Court, and denied it. And so they appealed today to the U.S. Supreme Court. And as I say, Alito covers this area of the states. It's called the Third Circuit, but it includes Pennsylvania. And uh, Professor Jacobson writes, there's a lot of chatter at such a long period of time because he's given the respondents, really the Attorney General of Pennsylvania, is another left-wing kook, he's given them several days to reply. Wednesday, uh, Wednesday December 9, 4 p.m., everybody's saying... Well, that's it, because the safe harbor is on the ninth, so that means the Supreme Court can't do anything. Now, th- stop a second. Ask yourselves a question. Is it possible that Sam Alito and the court will do nothing after all this? It's possible, but why would they go through this, Mr. Producer, to get to a nothing burger? They can ignore it altogether. So your your brain has to kick into gear, and you have to say, okay, what might be up? We don't know exactly, but what might be up? Professor Jacobson says there's a lot of chatter that such a long period of time under the circumstances must be a way for Alito to let the application die on the vine, that the application would be moot, or otherwise pushing it off to make meaningful relief impossible. So certainly we can't read Alito's mind. 
But there's anyone on the Supreme Court I don't worry about playing such games. It's Alito and Thomas. He says, too early to tell for Gorsuch, Kavanaugh, or Barrett. I agree. So Jacobson looks at this. He says, well, let me, let me take a crack at this. He says, in my mind-reading exercise, Alito giving the respondents enough time to fully prepare opposition likely means he and some other justices take the matter seriously and plan to rule on the merits once the opposition is submitted rather than limiting their ruling to emergency injunctive relief. Now, he could be right, he could be wrong, but we're reading tea leaves. They could treat the emergency application as a petition for certiorari, accept it, and rule substantively. The few days gives the justice enough time to prepare their respective opinions. It's not like they really need briefs from the respondents to know the counterarguments. That's right, we all know what the counterarguments are. What the ultimate merits ruling would, would be remains to be seen. In my prior post, he says, I was very pessimistic that the Supreme Court would take the case or rule in a way that would change the state result. That's not to say that what the Pennsylvania Supreme Court did was right. It wasn't. And that court has acted more like a litigant th- uh, throughout this process. Mark Levin's landmark legal foundation has filed an amicus laying out the defects with the Pennsylvania Supreme Court ruling. Now, I would love to take the credit. I'm the chairman of Landmark Legal, but our president did that, Pete Hutchison. But yes, Landmark has filed a brief in that case. Says the issue I keep coming back to is what is the remedy? The Supreme Court could rule that the non-absentee mail-in votes were unlawful and order the Pennsylvania certify the vote and appoint electors based on the lawful vote only. He says that seems to the only remedy that works under the timeline for selecting the Electoral College. Kicking the matter over to the Pennsylvania legislature to select electors could be an alternative, though less timely, but again, it would require disqualifying mail-in vote as unlawful. Would the Supreme Court take such a step? It would mean that millions of voters who honestly thought they were lawfully voting would not have their votes counted. Don't think for a second that the justices don't understand the political implications or are not sensitive to them. Says, we'll find out. No, I I think what they're going to do, well, they can do a number of things. If I were a justice, let me put it to you this way. I would rule on the merits of the case. I clearly find what Pennsylvania did is unconstitutional, unless unless now we're going to open Pandora's box and all these, these states are going to run wild, violate their own constitutions, put all kinds of weird conditions in, and, and there'll be no end to this, and there'll be no left of the integrity of the election. But everybody knows that when Pennsylvania changed their voting rules in October 2019, it was directed at the Electoral College. And everybody knows that what the Secretary of State and the Governor did by fiat, and what the Supreme Court there, controlled by Radical Democrats, did by fiat, violated Article 2 of the Constitution, but even more, it violated the Pennsylvania State Constitution. Well, where's the federal question? The federal question? This is all about selecting electors for the President and Vice President of the United States, in some ways much like the Bush versus Gore decision. It's not a federalism issue. It's not a federalism issue at all. Otherwise, what's the point of Article 2? 
So I would rule on the merits. I rule that, in fact, Act 77 was intended and did, in fact, contravene the the state constitution, and in doing so, really all elements of the state, the state legislature, the executive branch, and the court, even though they're at odds with each other, effectively what they did was violate the manner in which electors are to be chosen. In other words, these electors are going to go, these electors leave their state presence, and they, I don't mean personally, I mean they votes, and they become relevant at the federal level. They become relevant in every way. The electoral college is the means by which we choose a president and a vice president. If there was ever a federal question, this is the federal question. Plenary power is broad, but it's not so broad as to be illegal. It's not so broad as to poison the pool of electors. That can't be the case. Nobody believes that when the framers came up with this, and particularly when the, when the ratifiers and the conventions ratified it, that they ever dreamed of, yeah, yeah, plenary power means we can violate our own constitutions. Of course not. When we come back, there's an interesting letter that was sent by 76 members of the state legislature in Pennsylvania to members of Congress. I'll be right back. Mark Levin. Black Friday, Cyber Monday, one day only sale. Wouldn't you rather just work with a company who puts you on a pedestal every day? That's what you get with Pure Talk, a veteran-run wireless company that understands what it means to serve. Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile. Now, if you're with them, you're overpaying pure and simple. Pure Talk can easily save you over $400 a year. Unlimited talk, text, and two gigs of data for just 20 bucks a month. And if you go over on data usage, they don't charge you for it. What a novelty, a company that actually puts their customers first. You can keep your phone and your number or get great deals on the latest iPhones and Androids. Just go to puretalkusa.com and enter promo code LEVINPODCAST. When you do, you'll save 50% off your first month. That's puretalkusa.com, promo code L-E-V-I-N, Levin Podcast, Pure Talk USA, simply smarter wireless. Not enough time to read this letter till after the break, but uh, open your mic, Rich. So I posted uh, the video of what took place with these suitcases and the ballots. And now the state says, no, 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 these aren't suitcases. These are are containers we normally use, and everything was fine. And so Facebook attacked me again. What happened, Rich? Facebook said you are a fake news that poll watchers were not told to leave in Georgia, and the suitcases were not pulled from under the table, and they restricted your Facebook uh, page. So they restricted my Facebook page, meaning they don't send out any information to all of you following me on Facebook of anything I'm posting. You just have to go to Facebook yourself. Correct. And this is what Facebook has been doing, right, Rich? Yep, they've been hitting you almost every day, every other day. We're hit every day, every other day. There's always some kind of statement that's made. We're being targeted for Mediate and all the other clowns out there is following. Oh, he's not leaving. 
have said we're leaving Facebook on December 31. Why am I not leaving Twitter? Because Twitter hasn't done anything to me. If that time comes, we will leave. So, so what the media are doing now is now they're trashing Parler because they know that's where people who truly believe in free speech are headed. But Facebook doesn't treat Islamo-Nazis uh, from Iran this way. It doesn't treat communists in China this way. So we're going to leave. Have you gotten your letter from the IRS yet? These last few years have not been easy on the American family. And with tax season finally arriving, there'll be millions of hardworking people and businesses that could struggle even more due to the IRS working against them. Well, America First Tax Group can help put an end to your worries. Just one phone call to 800-806-1299. Hello, 800-806-1299. And you'll be in touch with the America First Tax Group, a full-service tax company that'll fight the IRS and help put you on the path to financial freedom. Their experts can help you or your business with any tax-related problems you may have, from dealing with your back taxes to granting you access to tax relief and much more. Don't wait. Get in touch with America First Tax Group today by calling 800-806-1299. That's 800-806-1299 or AmericaFirstTaxGroup.com slash Levin. Again, 800-806-1299 or AmericaFirstTaxGroup.com. Dot com slash L-E-V-I-N. It's your daily adult dosage of the Constitution. The Mark Levin Show. Call in now at 877-381-3811. Today, December 4th. You know, December 4th, nine years ago, I'm going to read you this letter from the 76 members of the Pennsylvania Assembly. December 4th, nine years ago, I adopted Barney. Now that I mention it, let me tell you about this. I wasn't ready to adopt a dog. We'd lost our beloved Pepsi six months before. We had Pepsi when he was a puppy. My daughter was 10. My son was 7 when we, when we got him. He was so smart, so wonderful, so beautiful. And... Uh, he was doing okay. He'd, he was almost 12 years old. And um, he had some issues. And his, uh, his lungs filled up a bit with liquid, with fluid. And when the folks went to uh, drain one of his lungs, Mr. Producer, they punctured his lung. So he died. I didn't get over that very easily. But it was, he passed away in that May, and about six months later, I went to a lost dog and cat uh, adoption event, which they had every weekend at the time, <clears throat> at a Pet Smart or a Petco. I went with my buddy Eric, and we went there. There are beautiful dogs there. I was encouraging people to adopt them. I don't know why I was there, other than to help out. Certainly had no intention of adopting a dog. There was this little white dog. Couldn't tell what he was exactly. Certainly wasn't a purebred. Certainly wasn't a puppy. Looked a little scroungy. My buddy Eric got on the floor with him and played with him, and he was so friendly. I got on the floor and played with him. 
Eric wanted to adopt them, but he already had 28 dogs. I'm just kidding. He already had three dogs. I grew up with Eric when we were little kids. Eric's like a brother to the family and me. And I held the dog, and I said to the lady who founded Lost Dog and Cat, her name's Pam. She's an angel. I said, tell me about this dog. She said, we've had him over a month. Nobody's really looking at him that much. I said, where did he come from? Well, we don't know much about his owner, except that the owner dropped him off at one of the kill shelters in Stafford County, Virginia, which is horrific. We happened to send one of our vans down there to rescue seven dogs there, and he was one of them. Can you imagine he's about two years old, his owner drops him off, he doesn't know what's going on. For four and a half weeks he's being driven in the truck, he's in a cage, back and forth to adoption thing. Poor thing had no idea what the hell was going on. And so I left there. That's not right. I gave her enough money. I said, give him a new hairdo. Give him a new cut. Somebody will adopt him. Just change it. And they did. I kept thinking about that dog. Nobody wants him. The hell he's gone through. Thought about him. One day, the next day, the third day, I called Pam and I said, is is that dog adopted? She said, no. I said, I'll take that dog. She said, wow, what a lucky dog. I said, no, 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 no. What a lucky me. So on December 4th, nine years ago, my buddy Eric and I went to the vet where he'd been, you know, I gave him his shots and everything before we got him. <clears throat> I brought him home. He wasn't sure what to make of things, but when I put him down, he was running around the house like he owned the place. And that night I I'd bought a little dog bed for him. I put it next to my bed. And I put him in the little dog bed. And he jumped on my bed and snuggled up right next to me. I said, all right, then that's the way we'll have it. You'll sleep with me. I called the kids. I said, what should we name this dog? They, you know, the lost dog and cat, they just gave him a name, Roscoe. I didn't much like that name. He was about 17 pounds. He was too thin. No live-in dogs get thin, I can tell you that. I tried a bunch of names. And I said to them, Barney. Barney. He's Barney. And that was Barney. All right, let me get to this letter here from these... uh, About 76 members of the uh, Pennsylvania legislature. It's an extraordinary letter, really. It's dated today. And I want to read this to you, because this is very interesting, and it should be taken up by other members of the House and the Senate. Dear Senators and Representatives, 
In 2019, the Pennsylvania General Assembly enacted comprehensive changes to our Commonwealth's election code. And by the way, I argue, first principles, that was unconstitutional what they did. But let's move on. These changes both expanded voting access by permitting no-excuse mail-in ballots while also implementing reasonable safeguards to ensure that this new system would be secure, transparent, and would ensure that all Americans could have confidence in Pennsylvania's election results. These changes received bipartisan support, including the signature of Governor Tom Wolf, a Democrat. Unfortunately, Governor Wolf and others quickly set about undermining the many protections provided under this law, in particular. Number one, the Pennsylvania Election Code requires that all mail-in ballots be received by 8 p.m. on Election Day. Governor Wolf ordered that this statutory deadline be waived in some counties during the primary election, then sought its waiver statewide for the general election. Pennsylvania Election Code prohibits counties from inspecting ballots prior to 7 a.m. on Election Day. Pennsylvania's Secretary of State issued guidance encouraging counties to ignore this prohibition to inspect ballots and to contact voters with deficient ballots prior to Election Day. By the way, she only did that for Democrat counties. Number three, the Pennsylvania Election Code prohibits the counting of defective absentee or mail-in ballots. Encouraged by the Department of State, some county boards of elections ignored this prohibition and have proceeded to include thousands of defective ballots in the certified count. Number four, the Pennsylvania Election Code authorizes poll watchers to be selected by candidates and political parties and to observe the process of pre-canvassing and canvassing absentee and mail-in ballots. Certain counties in Pennsylvania prohibited these authorized individuals from meaningfully observing the pre-canvassing and canvassing activities. Three, United States Code Section 15 empowers Congress to reject electoral votes that are not regularly given or lawfully certified. The aforementioned conduct has undermined the lawful certification of Pennsylvania's delegation to the Electoral College. Listen to this. For these reasons, we, the undersigned members of the Pennsylvania General Assembly, urge you to object and vote to sustain such objection to the Electoral College votes received from the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania during the joint session of Congress on January 6, 2021. Now, perhaps this has happened in the past, Mr. Producer. I'm unaware of it. Every one of those issues they mentioned was challenged, went to the Supreme Court of Pennsylvania, which upheld every one of these changes to the Pennsylvania election law, and they added their own changes. They added their own changes. So there are, at, there, there are actually several violations of the Pennsylvania Constitution. And if you're going to act lawlessly in the selection of electors, and it is, it is absolutely outrageous to expect that taint, that poison, to pour into the federal system when we're selecting a president and a vice president. That's why it is absolutely required that the Supreme Court of the United States, if it's ever going to exercise judicial review, you know, it exercises judicial review where it really shouldn't in many cases. But here, when the whole process is put together for the purpose of selecting a president and a vice president, it says, well, that's a state Supreme Court issue. Sure as hell isn't. Not solely. It's a big deal. And if the Supreme Court gets this wrong, takes a pass, or worse yet, rules against the petitioner, man, oh, Manischewitz, the door 
to lawlessness is going to be open and the Electoral College will never be the same again. And who's going to suffer? You're going to suffer. You're not going to trust the system ever. The Supreme Court of of, uh, the United States in 2000 did what it had to do when it had a rogue court. And now 20 years later, it needs to do it again. Unfortunately, it was led by a fantastic justice by the name of William Rehnquist. Today, it's led by Mr. Hollywood. John Roberts. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Black Friday, Cyber Monday, one day only sale. Wouldn't you rather just work with a company who puts you on a pedestal every day? That's what you get with Pure Talk, a veteran-run wireless company that understands what it means to serve. Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile. Now, if you're with them, you're overpaying pure and simple. Pure Talk can easily save you over $400 a year. Unlimited talk, text, and two gigs of data for just 20 bucks a month. And if you go over on data usage, they don't charge you for it. What a novelty, a company that actually puts their customers first. You can keep your phone and your number or get great deals on the latest iPhones and Androids. Just go to puretalkusa.com and enter promo code LEVINPODCAST. When you do, you'll save 50% off your first month. That's puretalkusa.com, promo code L-E-V-I-N, LEVINPODCAST, Pure Talk USA, simply smarter wireless. I can't wait till we drop Facebook, Mr. Producer. Now, why are we hanging around Facebook? To alert all of you. You better come over and join us at Parlor. We'll still be at Twitter for now until they start with their attacks. You just go to uh, go to the Parlor site. And what is it, Mr. Producer, again? It's uh, at Mark Levin Show. At Mark Levin Show. Some of you are, are uh, concerned about the ability to, uh, to actually use the site and so forth. Yeah, there's, there's certain little kinks they're working out, but... But they are working them out, and there are over 4 million of you now over there. We only have like 1.65 million on Facebook, right? I think they've been... Facebook has kept our numbers down on Facebook for years, haven't they, Rich? Really outrageous. It's such a corrupt company. Zuckerberg is so corrupt the way he tried to influence the election. There really needs to be a thorough investigation of that bastard. These guys are the new robber barons. At least the old robber barons produce something, you know, like food, energy, automobiles. What do these guys produce? Propaganda, censorship. They lied their way into their billions. They use your data without your permission. They know all about your personal lives. Who are these disgusting pukes? And then they backhandedly, Christian and Adams had a good piece at at PJ Media the other day, and how this guy Zuckerberg influenced the uh, the votes in these various precincts in the inner city and so forth. He's, he's disgusting. Nancy Pelosi at a press conference today. Cut seven, go. Well, months ago, when you said, I'm not going to accept half a loaf. I'm going to tell you something. Now, don't, don't characterize what we did before as a mistake, as a preface to your question, if you want an answer. 
that was not a mistake. It was a decision, and it has taken us to a place where we can do the right thing without other... What is she talking about? What is Eva Pelosi talking about? First of all, that's Manu Rajo at CNN. She slapped his little ass down. They don't mind that when she does it. They don't mind it when she does it. He doesn't talk back to her, does he? No. You know what she's saying there? These relief packages? She purposely waited. She wanted to wait. She was hoping to get a new president. She said that was not a mistake. It was a decision. These are cold-hearted people, ladies and gentlemen. They want you to think they care about you. They don't give a crap about you. I'll be right back. From the Westwood One Podcast Network. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. Yes, 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 we are going to take a few calls, if you believe that or not. Yeah, you know, these guys, are just, you got Jake Tapper, just too depressing. Don Lemon, Barack Obama, I'm looking at our sheet here. These people are just, oh, so awful. But I wanted to continue a little bit with our friend James O'Keefe, Project Veritas, and some, a couple more of the audios that uh, that he picked up. I don't want us to forget about this. We have Jack, uh, Jeff Zucker and Carl a CNN employee, uh, Rudy's a useful idiot. This is what's going on behind the scenes, and you can see it burped up by the hosts, the puppeteers, and the puppets. So this will start off with Jeff Motherzucker, the president of CNN. Cut 17, go! There is a term for what Rudy Giuliani is suspected of being, which is useful idiot. Uh, and then on the, the Rudy Giuliani story, this is a really important story, uh, it gets tied to the Hunter by email disinformation campaign. That's so stop the right there. So he goes after Rudy. He wants, he's telling them, go after Rudy. And the Hunter Biden email thing is disinformation campaign. Okay. Now, we've got so much evidence that the media is uh, a joke. And as I've said over and over and over and over and over again, when promoting my book, writing my book, talking about my book and before... These are not news operations, okay? Go ahead. This is all tied and part and parcel of one. I know Washington is is working on putting that all together. From America's mayor... So Washington's working on putting... So CNN and Washington's putting together the story that Rudy Giuliani is a useful idiot and that the attacks on Hunter Biden is a disinformation campaign. Now, this guy, Zucker, would be very welcome in any kind of a fascistic, autocratic, Marxist regime because he doesn't believe in freedom of the press. He's a punk. He came up through the NBC system pretty much. Now he's got a play. This is his toy. CNN is his toy. And what people like Jake Tapper don't understand and Wolf Blitzer and the others is they look like clowns. They look like fools to at least half of America. 
Not really, because half of America doesn't even know where CNN is on the dial. But you get the point. Go ahead. The real craziness is the client, not the lawyers. Of course. Of course. And I, I wonder if, if maybe we ought to be pointing that out at something. Uh, rather specifically. I could be wrong, but doesn't that sound like Bernstein to you, Mr. Producer? I could be wrong, but that sounds like a fat guy who's got a who's got a corned beef sandwich stuck in his throat. And that, that would be uh, Carl Bernstein. I don't know that that's him, but to me it sounds like him. Go ahead. Get back to Mary Trump, even. This is his pathology. We're back to, to a sociopath. Um, Oh, that's definitely our boy. So Trump's a sociopath. Rudy is a useful idiot. This this is behind the scenes at CNN. Go ahead. Sociopath, uh, as we say. But but what others who have dealt with him, Mattis, all of them coming away and saying this man is crazy. That's part of the that's the real story in some way. Right, well, I think you raised a good point about not just pawning it off on the crazy legal team, but the, but the client is the one who's directing that crazy legal team. Damn right. <laughs> These are such fruitcakes, such bizarre, unhinged, left-wing morons. It's unbelievable. James O'Keefe, he is a national treasure. He really is. Now we have Jeff Zucker, that was definitely Bernstein, with a guy by the name of Michael. They're not sure who that is. And this is the 9 a.m. conference call. Protect Biden by dismissing and refusing to pursue pedophilia allegations. I call them the Praetorian Guard for a reason. I hope Ari Fleischer is listening to me, Mr. Producer. Cut 18, go. President of the United States has just retweeted a post accusing Joe Biden of being a pedophile to his 86 million followers, which is just... Uh, oh, I see. Oh, I see. You call him Hitler and everything in between. But this is this is beyond the pale. Just because he's snorting their hair and touching their shoulders and doing weird stuff. Go ahead. You know, it also is just unacceptable to the president of the United States is trafficking in this and, and, and doing it. The president of the United States is doing this. We talked about it yesterday with the pedophile thing. When the president puts this out on his Twitter feed, the 70 million plus people, you know, it's viewed by millions of people, many of whom believe that it's real. It's insane that the president of the United States is doing this. And, and two days in a row now, one, Joe Biden's a pedophile, and two, Joe Biden is... Did he just call Joe Biden a pedophile, Mr. Producer? Go ahead. To, uh, you know, F the police. And it's just, uh, you know, I, I mean, again, we have to have, a, we have an issue because the more we show it or talk about it, we're actually giving it some air. Each of these so-called handles for Trump, each of these things, we should just once again be careful to say that this is the one that uh, is going to undo him with his voters. We're, we're, we always think that. But uh, we need to make sure we, we have a, a sense of what's going on out in the country and not uh, just listen to Twitter. With regard to the uh, with regard to the um, 
Bill. First of all, let's stop. Oh, my God. Can these guys talk? Uh, 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 with regard to... Uh, uh. Go ahead. Uh, that, that they're spreading uh, with regard yeah. to child pornography and all of that. Um, I do not uh, believe that we should be covering those allegations, even, even if they're out there on Newsmax. What? So he's into censorship. That's why they like Twitter and Facebook. This is a, a network, keep in mind, that had uh, Michael Avenatti on dozens of times, over 100 times, as, as I recall. They had the uh, porn actress on repeatedly. They would bring on anybody. They'd grab a homeless guy and say, just tell us you hate Trump. Well, you know, look at this, a regular man. Anyway, so... Uh, it's just so sick. It is the, the, the liberal mind, the left-wing mind, is a cavity. It's a cavity. There's more. Uh, we have an unidentified male on the CNN 9 a.m. conference call. Part of the fun is seeing if we can figure out who it is, Mr. Producer. We figured out Bernstein, didn't we? Hey, you know, a psycho, a sociopath. <laughs> anyway, uh, cut 19, go. As I was reading through the comments of Jim Acosta talking to people in the crowd at the rally last night and obviously seeing all those pictures of no social distancing and very few people with masks on, et cetera, um, and the contrast to the uh, football game last night where... L- listen to what a bunch of woke morons is. You know, when we're watching this, I mean, this thing with Trump, they're not wearing masks, they're not socially... And we watch this football thing, they're wearing masks, they're so... What a news outfit. What a news outfit, huh? And, of course, the mostly peaceful protesters when there's a car burning behind the idiot. Remember that one? They never said the mostly peaceful protesters aren't wearing masks and they're not social distancing. Did you ever hear them say that? No, of course not. Go ahead. Uh, Lots of masks. uh, People socially distanced. The whole plan in place to... be great the nfl's running the government so they sit here and i would say brainstorm but they don't have a brain imagine working for this classless useless pathetic network cnn pretending you're a journalist see jake tapper will never recover he'll never recover and he doesn't care he makes million being a partisan stupid guy i honestly remember when this guy was a real reporter he actually had me on CNN. And we got along great. But then he went south. You know why he went south? Because he was told to go south. His puppet master told him what to do. And Jake surrendered all of his autonomy, all of his independence, his credentials as a reporter. Now he's just another loser and hack. And he's not even embarrassed by it. He's shameless. The way he interviews Joe Biden? Unbelievable. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Did you know your family can save over $800 a year just by switching to Pure Talk from Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile? 
Think about it. What could your family do with an extra $800? You don't even have to sacrifice coverage. Pure Talk has exactly the same coverage, same bars as one of the big carriers, but they charge you half. You definitely don't have to sacrifice customer service. Their team is based right here in the U.S. and are some of the nicest people you'll ever talk to. So don't wait anymore. Get unlimited talk, text, and two gigs of data for just 20 bucks a month. And if you go over on data usage, they don't charge you for it. No, not even a penny. So go to puretalkusa.com, enter promo code Levin Podcast. That's L-E-V-I-N Podcast. And when you do, you'll also save 50% off your first month. Folks, this is the best. That's puretalkusa.com, promo code Levin Podcast. Pure Talk USA, simply smarter wireless. I say we take some calls here from some patriots. Let's go to, whoa, he just dropped out. Let's go to Dave, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, the great WPHT. Go, Dave. Good evening, Mark. Thank you for taking my call. You got it. I am a simple man. I'm a simple man, Mark. I'm a trucker, over-the-road truck driver. I listen to you on XM all the time. Thank you. And I am absolutely furious. I mean, it's beyond furious. It's more of just a cold, just a cold burn Mm -hmm. at these Pennsylvania legislatures. They wanted this job. They campaigned for it. They went out and knocked on doors and shook hands and ate chicken dinners and the pancake breakfasts and talked at the town fairs and whatever else. They ran for election. They raised money for it. They won. And they got all the perks. You know, they they have the title of, of whatever office they hold. But now it's time to do the work. Let me let me tell you something. Uh, you've got some real patriots there, about 70 or 80 of them out of... Uh give or take, about 150, 160. But the Republican leadership is extremely weak. You've got some uh, some second, third tier guys that are very strong, but the Republican leadership in the Senate and in the Assembly, uh, the Pennsylvania, they're very, very weak. And I, I did not know anything about that letter until you read it, or it would have probably tempered my remarks a little bit. But it, it just... It, it really burns me, Mark, that these guys, and, and they, they wanted this work. They put their hand on a Bible and swore to uphold and defend the Constitution. So help them, God. All right, God, time to help them, because they need it. They're not doing the work. That's all I want them to do, Mark, is just do their damn job. They wanted it. Now do it. Now we're going to have to look to Congress to see if they'll do their damn job, because Congress counts these electors, and the electors have been spoiled, as we say. Just like ballots are spoiled, uh, what Pennsylvania did. And what's needed here is for the Supreme Court to play a role as traffic cops, as referees, to oversee this process and make sure it never happens again. And if they take a pass on this, I mean, it's going to be a disaster. And they should be ashamed of themselves that they need babysitters. Mm -hmm. These people are, are supposedly serious about their work. They want all the TV spots. They want the radio spots. Are, are you a Pennsylvanian? Yes, sir. Born and raised. Well, let, me, let me tell you something. The way your Constitution, I, that's where I was born, obviously. The way your Constitution is supposed to work is you, the people of Pennsylvania, vote on whether to amend the Constitution or not. Did you get a chance to vote on this amendment? No, sir. No, you didn't. Because they stuck it in an omnibus bill in October 2019. The Republicans did. The Democrat governor couldn't wait to sign it. So they bypassed you. They, they like to talk about disenfranchisement. But when it comes to 
disenfranchisement in the way that violates the Constitution of your state, they don't even give it a second thought. They don't give me a second thought. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's the thing. I'm, I'm not looking at them as my end-all, be-all leaders. These are the people that we voted for to say, okay, you can represent us. I still have my voice. I still want to be consulted. If they're going to change something that's going to dramatically affect how my vote is counted or cast in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania, I'd like to have a say in it. And you have five oligarchs sitting on that Supreme Court. There's seven of them, and these five are the worst of the worst. They could give a damn what the federal or state constitutions have to say. All right, my friend, uh, where did you grow up in the Philadelphia area? I am 30 miles northwest of Philadelphia in a small town called Souderton. Uh, but I know exactly my where it is. Has I grew a house. up in Cheltenham. My gr- yeah, and my grandmother has a house. She had a house in about two blocks from LaSalle University. So I know yeah. right where you're from, too. All right, big guy. Well, thank you. Appreciate it very much. Let's go to Bob, Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, XM Satellite. Bob, go. Hey, Mark. Nice to talk to you. So I had a couple thoughts. Uh, without going into great detail, I think that we can all take it as a given that there was some funny business this election. And I have strong reason to believe, based on people I know who were doing investigations in 2018, that we probably shouldn't have lost the House in 2018 either. There was funny business then, and that was a dress rehearsal. I think you made a compelling argument some time back that the state legislatures control the election. And what I want to know is... Well, they have to operate within the law, but yes, they control the outcome. They do, yeah. But it, but it, it seems to me that the only reason that we're in this uh, situation is because our rep- uh, Republican representatives that we've sent uh, to our state houses and to Congress time and time again on these false promises, they just simply don't choose to win. All they have to do is decide, we want to win for a change. And You, you know, know they- you, you make a great point. The Democrats play dirty. And the Republicans don't play at all. It's really that simple. Right, exactly. At least, at least I can respect the Democrats because they want to win, even if they're. You, ideas you, you've are got Republicans now who are saying, "Come on, get over it. Wait to the next election." So now this, all this stuff that's going on, that's now the new baseline. And so you're going to surrender our country and our vote because you want to get this over with. You don't get things over with. You confront them. I think we need 100,000 actual peaceful protesters in front of every state house in the country uh, until our Republicans decide to do their job. And any Republican who doesn't want to do their job... We, like yeah, look, look, look. I, uh, the problem is 74 million people turned out and they cast their ballots earnestly and honestly. Trump got 11 million more votes the second time. We turned out. And I'm just going to say this flat out, and I've said it before. There is no way Joe Biden got 80 million legitimate votes. There's simply no way. Just no way. That's I know privately told me they voted for Trump. They just don't want to tell anybody because they don't want their houses burnt down. Okay, but that's part of the 11 million. And we, I mean, what Trump did was unbelievable. And he had coattails and so forth, but he couldn't win. And none of it makes a lot of sense. Thank you for your call, my friend. Mike Albuquerque, New Mexico, XM Satellite, quickly, go. Hey, Mark, how you doing? Uh, All right, Mike. Yeah, I'm calling because of uh, the media. They've, they've been able to sequester Trump completely out of uh, the public. Uh, what, what if he used 
1934 um, Communications Act to mm-hmm. use the media as a national emergency because this vote is a national emergency at this point. That, uh, well, I, can, I don't think he'd be able to enforce that, even if he did do it. I don't really think he should take over the media and so forth. We'll be right back. AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens, is one of the fastest growing organizations in America. Now over 2 million conservative members strong, and I'm one of them. AMAC believes in and stands up for the values that we constitutional conservatives care about. More than talk, AMAC fights. A full-time presence in Washington, AMAC pushes back against reckless spending, disasters like Medicare for All, and the expanding reach of the federal government. And beyond advocacy, joining AMAC gives you access to a wealth of benefits and discounts, including special member-only rates on car insurance, travel discounts, cell phone plans, and a hell of a lot more. And if that's not enough, you'll get AMAC's bi-monthly magazine full of insightful articles on issues that matter to most of us, we conservatives. As I said, I'm an AMAC member, and you should be too. Join today at amac.us. That's A-M-A-C dot U-S. Stop supporting the liberal agenda that the other 50-plus organization has been pushing for. Join AMAC instead. A-M-A-C dot U-S. The Mark Levin Show, live and national at 877-381-3811. Here on Radio Free America, live and national. We hope you're doing well this evening. Let's go to Bobby, Boise, Idaho, XM Satellite. Go, Bobby. Mark, I'd like to know how a person who had no firsthand knowledge of a phone call could be labeled as a whistleblower and their identity protected from government officials and the public, while people who have firsthand knowledge of potential, and I say that in a very PC mode, voter fraud, not be protected. Mark, in my mind, these people are patriots to our republic. You are so right. And the whistleblower, to this day, the media won't tell us. Well, we know his name, but they won't tell us his name. And they know he was a hack. They know he was a Biden insider. They know all these things. But you hear from the James O'Keefe Project Veritas stuff what goes on here. How corrupt. Our media is as corrupt as any media in any despotic country on the face of the earth. They, They have destroyed the First Amendment. What do I keep saying? What did I write? A republic needs a healthy free media. We don't have a healthy free media. We have demagogues and propagandists. That's what we have. They can work for the Democrat Party. The same damn thing. But you're right on how they promoted this so-called whistleblower, protected his identity, treated him like he was uh, the second coming. And then when it comes to people on the record testifying with their identity out there, they're dismissed. And one of the worst abusers of this process is Zuckerberg and Facebook. Zuckerberg and Facebook. If they can find an official... What was the site they used to contradict me, Mr. Producer? Do you remember the name of it? It was some weird, like, a lead.com, right? Wasn't that it? Leadstories.com. That's the authoritative source they used to contradict me and then censor us. Leadsource.com. Leadstories.com. Nobody knows what the hell Lead Stories is. It doesn't matter. It's Facebook. And so I just refuse. We're going to keep using their platform to bring as many people back over to Parler as possible. 
And then we're going to drop them like a bad habit. Because I'm sick of them abusing people. And I see some of the comments. I'm sorry, folks. Some of you say, I can't move. I want to stay here. I understand. But you have to understand my perspective. You've got to take a stand at some point in your life. I take them every damn day. But in addition to that, I don't want them using the data from people that I encourage to come on these platforms. Selling your data. Looking at your private information. I'm washing my hands of that with this Facebook. There's no reason to do it. Tony, Queens, New York, the great WABC. Go. Mark, I listened to I've listened to you for years. I think you're fantastic. I want to make Tony. one point. If people look at the numbers in the six states, uh, you know, n- n- Arizona, Nevada, Pennsylvania, etc., if you look at those states and the supposed vote counts, you will see that on average, it varies somewhat by state, but on average, it only takes six votes in every thousand votes to reverse who the winner is. Interesting. And that doesn't get uh, enough attention. They talk about Mm -hmm. systemic fraud, no evidence. There does not need to be systemic fraud. It is a tiny proportion of the vote counts. You, that is, that, that is a brilliant point. In other words, it doesn't have to be some systemic scheme. You just need a few votes in this precinct, a few votes in this precinct. You're exactly right, Tony. If I had free government cheese, I'd be giving you some right now. Uh, it, it, what prompted me to call you was um, when you're talking about how gutless so many, so many Republicans are. And I think if they knew how little numerically they're, they're how, how, how much how little the amount of fraud needs to be numerically how little it would take to swing a state no you're exactly right all right tony appreciate your call my friend let's see here let's go to woody lake havasau arizona xm satellite woody go right ahead how are you, sir? I'm a big All right, fan, buddy. been a big fan. I'm a lifetime Republican. Okay. Love your show. Okay, sir. Uh, we've had three holidays, Memorial Day, uh, July 4th, and then Labor Day. We've had California and Arizona up and down the river flying Trump flags all the way. Sunday before Election Day, I came from Orange County, California, back to Havasu, miles and miles and miles of Trump uh, uh, renegades, up and down flags. Not a one Biden flag have I seen. How is this possible? Let me tell you something. 80 million votes for Joe Biden. It's very interesting. You make an interesting point, Um, which is this. You saw no energy for Biden at all. I think that's your point. And you know, the energy all went one way. But you saw no great outpouring, no great juggernaut for Joe Biden. It simply did not exist. It simply did not exist. And the idea, even putting Trump aside, that this guy got 80 million votes is just mind-boggling. It's mind-boggling. All right, my friend, thank you for your call. Let us continue, shall we? Jimmy, Jimmy, Brooklyn, New York, the great WABC, go. 
You're doing great work, Mark. You know, in Marxist history and Marxist strategy, they call for a general strike to close down all the businesses and factories and that get the angry masses into the streets. We had a general strike imposed on us by communist China, and then the radicals in the Democrat Party used that general strike imposed on us to get the masses in the street angry, violent, burning down cities, and tears our economy down. And with the radical left controlling the media, they don't really, we haven't had a real truly free and fair election in half a century because with the radical left controlling or influencing the media and the schools, they put ideas in people's heads so they go out and vote freely. Well, I, I have to slightly disagree. It's gotten much, much worse. Much, much worse. Uh, what, what went on this, this election has never gone on in American history. That's right. This is a coup. This election, and China's sitting there smiling because if you heard me earlier in the program, I said, uh, we're beyond the precipice now. We're moving towards the other side of the mountain. That is, China's on the ascendancy, and we're in a decline. It's just that simple. And it's not because of 74 million of us or patriots or our military or law enforcement. No, no. It's because of the Democrat Party, the left-wing ideologues, the, the utter corruption in our institutions where the progressives have devoured them, that is, the neo-Nazis have, have, have devoured them. Um, I began the show showing you article after article, uh, and not in the main media, of course, of the mindset and the statements of this would-be Biden presidency. These people are going to roll over backwards and do jumping jacks, whatever this guy G wants. They're in his back pocket, either ideologically or otherwise. It's, it's a huge problem. You know, Mark... We have to, at the rallies and protests, we have to start burning the communist flag. People have to see what this battle is. They burned the American flag. We should burn the communist flag at all the rallies. That might wake up some people to just what the battle is. I'm the not sure what we need to do, but I'm, I'm really noodling over this. Um, I, I don't think these constant protests are getting us too far. Um, I think we need to demand there are 31 Republican state legislatures. Does it seem like there's 31 Republican state legislatures to you, Jimmy? What are no, they doing? and I think... What are they... I think too for many... In, for, let, me, let me give it... For instance, they can start... You want to have a defunding movement? Defund the police? Defund Israel? How about we start defunding some of our colleges and universities? Yeah, I don't mean to nothing. Just take 20% away from them. It's obvious they don't need the money. I mean, we're doing all this virtual crap. Same with these uh, uh, public schools. You know, usually the parents are the ones that defend what's going on. They join with the teachers' union. I hope the parents now understand that the teachers' unions hate their guts. It has nothing to do with teaching and all to do with benefits and pensions and so forth. Thank you for your call, my friend. We'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Did you know your family can save over $800 a year just by switching to Pure Talk from Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile? Think about it. What could your family do with an extra $800? You don't even have to sacrifice coverage. Pure Talk has exactly the same coverage, same bars as one of the big carriers, but they charge you half. You definitely don't have to sacrifice customer service. Their team is based right here in the U.S. and are some of the nicest people you'll ever talk to. So don't wait anymore. Get unlimited talk, text, and two gigs of data for just 20 bucks a month. And if you go over on data usage, they don't charge you for it. No, not even a penny. So go to puretalkusa.com 
and a promo code Levin Podcast. That's L E V I N Podcast. And when you do, you'll also save 50% off your first month. Folks, this is the best. That's PureTalkUSA.com, promo code Levin Podcast. Pure Talk USA, simply smarter wireless. All right, let's slip in another call. Ivan, Miramar, Florida, XM Satellite. Ivan, go. Hey, Mark, I, I just hope history judges you rightly. You, There's you, our you man, Ivan. Those... Wait a minute. What are you doing Mark, in Florida? You are the best. Well, I'm in, I'm in, I moved to a, the sunniest same panhandle of Florida, Mark. Man, oh, hey, man, hey, Mark, I'm jealous. Mark, look, as, as, as a party and as a free society... If we don't take a stand and fight now, this president has supported has supported the American people for four years, and now it's time for us to, to support him. You know, I, Ivan, I'm going to tell you something. And, uh, Mr. Callscreen, I want you to take Ivan's number. I want to call him tomorrow on the air. But, Ivan, I want to tell you something. I watch all these people now on TV, former federal prosecutors, professors, writers, and everything, going on and on about what we should do. In 1976, when I was campaigning for Reagan, in 1980, when I was campaigning for Reagan, not one of these people was campaigning for Reagan. Not one of them. Now they're going to tell us what to do and how to do it and where to do it. I don't think so. We'll get back to Ivan tomorrow. Here you go, America.
gentlemen, hang in there, stick together. 74 million of us. Don't forget Sunday show on Fox. It's very, very important. Life, liberty, and Levin. You're gonna you're gonna want to see this, trust me, 8 p.m. Eastern time. We salute our armed forces, police officers, firefighters, emergency personnel. Good night, Spritey. Make it louder, Rich. Good night, Spritey. Good night, Griffey. Good night, Pepsi. Good night, Smokey. Good night, Zelda. Good night, Gigi. And my baby Barney. Good night. And good night, Dad and Mom and Leah. We miss you greatly. I'll see you all on Monday. God bless. From the Westwood One Podcast Network. 